The Nerd and Tie Podcast is, unsurprisingly, a part of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts, from actual play to true crime to witchcraft, just go to nerdandtie.com or join our Discord by finding an invite at nerdandtie.com slash discord. Did you know you could sponsor Nerd and Tie? That's right, for $20, we'd say your name here. We'd talk about how cool you are and maybe high-five you if we ever see you in person and are willing to touch you. Just go to nerdandtie.com, click on the sponsor information at the top, and follow the instructions. Or you can support our legal fund by going to gofundme.com slash nerdandtie. On this month's edition of Nerd and Tie, Gen gives us the Evercon report. Trey breaks down the newest seasons of Star Trek Discovery and Picard. I talk about why we may not need Footy Cootie to be a franchise. We hype up No Brand Con and get ready for the Vomit Hat Steve Challenge. All of that on this month's Nerd and Time. In the house, we are back. So happy to be in the Nerd Dome again. Um, as always, um, I, okay, I'm working on branding right now. Maybe I may <laughs> not always be Nick Izumi. That's, that's questionable actually at this point. So I currently Nick Izumi. Currently Nick Izumi. <laughs> at point branding, of recording. Change. At point of recording. <laughs> yes. You know, that things change, things change all the time. It's to everything turn, 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 they say. Um, <laughs> Uh, I we have a pretty fun episode lined up for you guys, uh, and I'm really excited to introduce uh, my fabulous co-host, the uh, the one who went to EverCon. We've got Gen Proc. Yo, what up? And the one putting me to shame as a Star Trek fan, as always, my buddy Trey Dorn. I am a person, and I watch things with my eyes and hear them with my ears. Yay! Good job. Thank good you. Job. I, I also binge watched all of season two of Bridgerton this weekend, but I don't think that's coming up yes. on this show. Have not no. watched any of that. No. Oh, uh, it's you know it's it's real interesting to contrast. Like I also watch Outlander, and mm-hmm. it's the the one thing about Outlander is the sex is just very disappointing in Outlander, but it's actually like. Uh, Bridgerton people appear to actually be enjoying having sex with each other, and it's very, very like refreshing after like watching really boring sex on Outlander. Is that is that legal? Are we allowed to do that on TV? Well, they're on premium networks, so Star Wars oh, okay. and Netflix. So yeah. yes. So yes. Look, do I nice. sign up for Stars exclusively when Outlander is airing? Yes. Am I embarrassed <laughs> by this? No, I am not. Is it kind of weird to look back at like all of those like Angry Goat production episodes and articles I wrote back when they were like screwing over the Outlander fans and I hadn't watched a single episode of the show yet and like retroactively like looking back at that community now knowing what the heck they were talking about it is very strange. I mean fair, yeah. Um and with myself getting a burgeoning um interest in historical dress, I'm going to keep my mouth shut oh yeah no it's you can't watch any of these shows and expect any sort of historical accuracy bridgerton yep, is i fully understand in, yep bridgerton's intentionally anachronistic in many ways yeah um it's it's not about the history it's about the banging 
If you're watching Bridgerton this, for historical this, accuracy, you have signed up for the wrong show. This go watch the Gilded the Age opposite. over on Go watch the Gilded Age over on HBO Max or something because that is that is not what you're going to get with Bridgerton. That is literally the opposite of how my college career went with my history degree. <laughs> it was there was a lot of history and there was very little banging. Just like <laughs> like full oh, not to tell on myself, but oof. oof. Not not a good time. Oofs. Uh anyway. You know what's not a big oof in my experience? Um what? Evercon. But I wasn't there this year. But you were again. What I did was. we miss? Um Yeah, so Evercon is one of our favorite conventions um up here in Wisconsin. It takes place in Rothschild, which is just south of Wausau, for those of you who want to it look it Wausau. up. It's, you don't need to, it, it takes place in Wausau. You don't <laughs> Basically. The convention uh, center like says it's like in Wausau when you go to their website, even though it's in Rothschild. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's suburbs and whatnot. Um, as much suburbs as you get in Wausau. Yeah. But anyways, like I went to Evercon. I mean, but I digress. There's like, sorry, this is like real, like obscure Wisconsin town <laughs> conversation that most of our listeners do not care about. And I yeah. apologize. <laughs> they want to hear what happened at the I'm con. Sorry. They want to hear it's about the, the first convention. con of the year. And, and, um, what's interesting about this Evercon as opposed to previous ones is they moved to dates. So normally yeah. Evercon happens the first weekend of January, like the very first con of the year type of thing. Yeah. And this year they happened in the beginning of March. Yes, I have my months correct. Yes. Time mm -hmm. construct. This is the March oh. episode, again. You're fine. <laughs> um, so it was, I don't know, I, I'm, I, don't know their numbers for this year off the top of my head um but i think it went pretty well i was stuck in the vendor room all day um selling my wares as i do um but from in there things seem to be pretty hopping pretty popular um yeah, yeah i i confess like, uh, i was going to go and hang out with you again but like we my partner and I were told that they weren't going to be enforcing any sort of mask policy and what with like the chronic illness and that we just opted out of it unfortunately yeah. and that's that's much much safer for your spouse yeah, yeah I mean I get I mean also small town was I mean like small town Wisconsin I, yep. <sighs> I probably shouldn't be surprised but still yeah I, <laughs> I had originally considered going but um, like I will, I run no brand con full disclosure that's in April and I was just like, I don't have the emotional energy to prep to like get my con stuff back together yeah. in operating working order before then. Mm. And then when they announced that they weren't going to have a mask mandate and they weren't going to have a vaccine mandate or even like, I don't think they even had negative COVID test requirements. No. That it was just like with no COVID precautions that like, I understand that like when they held it, was pretty much our lowest um our lowest covid rates in a long time mm -hmm. but yeah 
it's still no, really, it's, it's still not safe. And so I was well, I'm I'm disappointed with their staff for running the convention in, in those conditions. Well, and and from what I can tell, some of their staff changed. Yeah. Um the the guy who had been um head of the convention for a number of years um was not. Well, I think, he, I think he wasn't last year also. Was he? Okay. Um, or I think he wasn't originally for this planned year, I don't think. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I remember because uh, when we reached out to their organization um, for other stuff, I, it wasn't the, the same guy who I was usually dealing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So they had some staffing changes. Yeah. So that probably coincided with policy changes. Because um, I did notice, like, um, the cosplay contest was a bit bigger thing this year for them. They didn't usually have that as a huge thing in the past. Um, oh, they, they had a con- I didn't even realize they ever had a cosplay contest. They they oh. have in the past, but it's been real low-key. Real low-key. And this year, was it was much more played up, much more of a thing. Because um, they have... The way that the con is set up is they have a main area that's full of, yeah. of tabletop gaming and you can go and they have like the the gaming library you can go and quote-unquote rent out the games you want to play and they have scheduled um games that people are hosting that you can sign up to join and whatnot um but it's a lot it's a big central area that's just open and full of gaming and this year they had um the area mic'd up. Mm. So they had kind kind of like a PA system in there. Okay. So um some of the staff members could go on the PA and like say over the loudspeaker, like, hey, this event is going on here, you know, to everyone there. And I think on Sunday they had like a trivia contest that like if you're there, you could just like participate. And I thought that was neat. Just That's- like that's yeah. fun. I like that. Yeah. So so they've got some some cool ideas. It's, yeah. Hmm. Words. Oh yeah. Like I'm all in favor. I'm just it really just boiled down to me being disappointed with the lack of a COVID policy. Yeah. And again, maybe I shouldn't be shocked geographically with that area of Wisconsin, but. Mm-hmm. And from what I can really tell, there was about. But you know what I mean. Um. It was about half and half, maskers and unmaskers. Like, even though there wasn't a policy, there were still plenty of people who came with masks. That's good, at least. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I just, I don't know. I, it just, uh, very it, irresponsible. Yeah, I know. I agree. It's, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm highly disappointed. With I'm not, I'm not, not, not against you, though, Gan. Like, it's not. Oh, yeah, no. I um, mean, they're kind of like my hometown con now. Exactly. Oh, I know. It's I'm um, I'm disappointed with them as an organization, not with, Yeah. You know. Like like I fully cuz the last um it wasn't a con, it was a an indoor craft fair I went to back in December and that was like mask policy cuz they were in Madison and the whole city had the mask mandate. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and so like I'm I was just like I'm fine, like, being masked the entire time I'm at my table. That's no big deal for me. Right. Right. Um, but, like, yeah. It's just... 
it was a thing and it happened. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it went well. It sounds like they had good attendance. Um, so it, it seems like they should be fine running next year and in the future. Yeah. So. Fingers crossed. And I hope to go back when it, and just hopefully they'll be, I don't know. Hopefully they'll be smarter going forward. That's yeah. Why. And, and I, I do wonder if, if that would have been, cause I remember like the previous staff was like super careful about stuff. And I wonder if this new staff arrangement is a bit more lax on things, but I don't know. Just speculating. Yeah. Yeah. But hopefully we can all see each other there in the future. No kidding. Cause I really do miss hanging out with you guys at uh, ever. Like there it's, well, it is it's, really one of my favorite it's, things. It's very unlike any other con we do. Like it's, mm -hmm. that's the thing is it's like Evercon is a con where like, like while we all tend to have tables there and like, we're usually working, it's still a, uh, like it's uh, a much more relaxed environment. Like, you know, cause we're all going to be at no brand con and we'll talk about that mm -hmm. later this month. But here's the thing. That's like, the opposite of a relaxed experience for me. <laughs> yeah. Legit. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I was worried about how they would be going forward. So hopefully this means that we will have another Evercon to look forward to in the future. Um, yeah, I'm hopeful. But, uh, you know, while we're, is there anything else that you wanted to share about it again or? Um, I had a great time. Sales were real good. Excellent. That is good, my friend. So if, if you're close to Wisconsin and you want a Wholesome. con, a, a really good con to sell at, check out Evercon. Check it out. Unless you're a monster oh. and then don't, you monster. <laughs> Yeah, no, fewer monsters. No, then again, last monster who went to uh, Evercon kind of died. So, oh, Going I'm dark. sorry. Too dark. Going Little dark. dark. <sighs> Little dark. I don't. We all know oh, what you're uh, talking about, but that's super dark. <laughs> super, super dark. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I I didn't feel bad when he went, but <laughs> I'm a bad person. Um, hey, but you know what? You know what isn't necessarily uh, um, hopelessly dark and sometimes even optimistic about the future? Star Trek. Oh, boy. And I have not been keeping up. I have not Then maybe you should take seasons. back that sentence. No. Um... As I say, oh, boy. Um, so no, who knows what kind of wonderful things I've been missing. Trey, what is going on in the world of Discovery and Picard? Okay, so, uh, well, Star Trek is never ending now. And, you know, it's uh, between, you know, like at any given moment, there's a new season of something. And so we've seen the, most recently, the season four of Star Trek Discovery ended um, in the last couple of weeks. And then we've had the beginning of Star Trek Picard season two. Now, because Nick hasn't seen any of this, and is I'm intending sorry. to watch it. I don't mind spoiling Gen on things, but spo I'm not going to spoil Nick. <laughs> um, so uh, we we continue to uh, deal with uh, 
uh, Discovery in the the current set in the timeline they are where Discovery went from being before the original series to being after everything else we've ever seen in Star Trek, which has freed probably them up. a good move. No, it actually is a very good move. It's it's given us some of the the best stories that the show has done. Um, it is it's been super enjoyable. Um, so trying to figure out a good way to start this off well you can you can give like the basic rundown because like i can deal with light spoilers i don't well okay so season um so the new season is uh just got the characters dealing with this thing called the dma um which keeps throwing me off because of other things that i know dma stands for as i was say that like that (laughs) i also get thrown off by the dma my uh my my cowboy bebop video debuted half a week late because of the dma i'm (laughs) oh no that was the dmca i'm sorry that's the dmca no the dma i always think of like the old uh like i i I, it's a thing about configuring old hardware on old computers that you don't have to do anymore with modern card connection but you'd have to like configure your dma and your com port and stuff and um real nerdy stuff and i think there's also technomancy you know it's old school man i got like (laughs) i got computers um but anyways, so it's like there's this weird like uh, interspatial phenomenon that's like several light years across that is kind of going through um, the Alpha Quadrant and destroying stuff. And so they've got to, you know, find you know, the whole mystery of the season and the plot of the season. Because Discovery is like modern Star Trek is not as episodic as the, you know, the, the 90s shows. Um, and although... You know, uh, Deep Space Nine spent long times of swaths being non-episodic, but uh, a single serialized story for the season. And it was it, it's actually a really interesting mystery, and I don't want to spoil it too much, but kind of the main thing behind it is that uh, you, the creators of the, the, the DMA, this, I forget what it, what they call the field, uh, the... It's discovering think they find think it's a natural phenomenon discovering it's not a natural phenomenon and then finding out who created it, and the it's probably the most alien Star Trek has ever gone with an alien race. Ooh, um, it's really interesting, and it's really creative. Uh, there are some really dark moments this season, <laughs> including like uh, entire planets getting destroyed, but um, it's good. Like it's still in the end a hopeful show, uh, and so I think that it's. Uh... I love the new uniforms. Like, like if oh, yeah. there's anything that I can comment on, the new uniforms are, in my humble opinion, a step up from the uh, from the blue uniforms from seasons one through three, which weren't bad. I just I like the bright colors more. Oh yeah, no, it's the the bright colors are so much better and. Uh... Like overall, I think that the the look of the show has gotten great. They're now using the in, in a mildly geeky production thing. They're now using a similar way to do virtual sets that they do on the Mandalorian and the Star Wars shows. Oh, nice! Like the giant projection screens, and so you get some really cool shots that you wouldn't have been able to do realistically before with oh. like the new Starfleet Academy. And it's um, there's less Tilly this season. Tilly's there, but less of her that i'm not happy about 
That makes it grumpy. makes perfect sense within plot, and nothing bad happens to her. Oh, thank um, God. Okay, okay. I'm just gonna spoil that right now. At the end of the season, Tilly is fine. Oh, thank God. Okay, sorry, that's a concern of mine. No, it's pretty favorite sure character. All, yeah, no, Tilly's the best character on all television, and anyone who tells me otherwise, I will fight you. Legit. I. We will protect Tilly at all costs. It's true. Tilly is the best. Tilly's the person we all want to be friends with. Also true. Absolutely true. Yeah. Favorite character by a pretty... Not not really by a wide margin anymore. Like, the other seasons have really uh, developed the characters to the point that I kind of love all of them oh, in yeah, their no, own I, yeah. little way. But, yeah. Very happy. That uh, very happy I'll be seeing more of my girl, even if it's less of it. Yeah, it's I mean, less of more. Yeah, I mean, like she's—it's not that she's like absent from the season, but she's not in every episode. Um, but uh, let me think here. Um, so yeah, no, it's like I know it's super vague, but I think the show has really hit its stride since they pulled them out of the like the 2250s like ever since they they did that time jump. Seasons 3 and 4 I think have been much stronger than the especially more stronger than the first season. Season 2 is stronger than the first season because with season 2 they really kind of like figured out what they seemed to figure out that they wanted to know what they were doing. We still don't we're getting closer and closer to that short treks episode. Um, mm. uh, where the computer has named herself now that name. Um, yeah, that's one of my that was my favorite short trek of yeah, all of them. We are slowly like inching towards that. Things. We are slowly inching towards that. So excellent. But we don't we don't get there quite. Like there's so many times on this show though that I'm like, is something huge? Like we have to eventually get to that short trek, right? Like mm-hmm. that that's that I'll admit has me a little concerned, but. God, just loving it. Yeah. Really looking forward to con- uh, to returning to my, to, uh, I don't know. Discovery started out on a weird, on weird footing, but it honestly has become one of my favorites. Like yeah. just, a, it, it's done magical stuff. And I guess we're, doesn't really relate to the, to the current season, but like Discovery took Christopher Pike and turned him into one of my top three captains. Well, it's going to be interesting like, to see how Strange New Worlds goes, and that's going to premiere later this year. I think that's May that that premieres. Um, so, like, I'm interested to see what happens with Strange New Worlds. Mm. They have cast. Uh, they have cast in like I think season two, not in the first season, but in season two, an appearance of Kirk. Yeah, that's. That I, I'm a little weirded out by. Oh, like, I'm, I'm not opposed to it, but... I think it's a little strange because Pike's supposed to have that ship for 10 years and before yeah. Kirk gets to it. And which is why I'm not, like, I'm stressed. I think there's time travel shenanigans. Hope I'm hoping that that's what they're going to do. Or it Kirk's feels... just not, like, it, it could just be, like, him being captain of a different... Sh- like, you know, he... He has the captain stripes on the uniform shots and the promo stuff. So, mm. and I think I, th- I'm pretty sh- like he was. I think that the Enterprise is his first command. Um. So I'm betting time travel shenanigans. It's Star Trek. Shenanigans is like one of their main bits. 
which is why we're going to move on and talk about uh, Star Trek Picard now. Okay, yeah, I've been hearing a lot about time travel shenanigans with that one, too, actually. Yeah, so Star Trek Picard uh, Season 2 is all about time travel shenanigans um, because something in the past has been changed and the timeline's been rewritten where Earth's an authoritarian state and only a handful of characters know because of very specific circumstances that I won't spoil because it's a really cool scene. Um been pretty much the Picard cast. <laughs> mm. But uh, it's Q's doing uh, the change in the timeline, although they uh, they end up going back in time through a classic uh, slingshot around a star. Excellent. Yeah, no, it, it is just like... Uh, but, uh, so the, the, yeah, the, but they're, they're straight doing Star Trek Four in many ways um, to go back in time to save the future, even though they're going back in time to prevent a change to the timeline. Um, to the point where they're directly referencing Star Trek Four constantly. <laughs> they mention, I mean, I know that Spock did the warp slingshot more than once, but they referenced Spock in, like, the planning the calculations for time warp. But uh, the... They literally do the bus scene. There is a punk listening to I Hate You. Well, it's a re- it's a new version of I Hate You called I Hate You Still, or I Still Hate You, I think. The hey, lyrics look, were slightly modified. Is a is a classic but, of of the Star Trek universe. It it's a it was a huge hit in <laughs> in the Star Trek timeline. And like you you might not realize that. But whether or not people liked the song "I Hate You" actually led to the eugenics wars. This is but, a this is Star so, Trek canon. So according seven to me. of so seven of nine <laughs> and Rafi are on a bus, and there is a punk guy with a mohawk blasting "I Hate You" on a boombox, and excellent. Seven tells him to turn it down. Effectively, in the same line that that Kirk and Spock ask him, the the other punk in Star Trek Four to turn it down, and he immediately becomes incredibly apologetic and almost cries, and so it's just kind of a, a a you know. That's that's my only spoiler is they do a riff on that scene I, and change the way it happens. The, okay, there is something else that uh, already was spoiled for me, and I'm kind of I kind of love seeing people get upset about these things because it amuses me deeply was uh the stargazer making a um lovely return to well, screen it's, it's a new ship with the the, the right. name yeah it's just star star trek reuses ship names constantly right That's... also like i'm sorry but my my suspension of disbelief with star trek refits is super high oh. because I've looked at models of the uh, TV enterprise next to the motion picture wrath of Khan enterprise and remember that that's supposed to be the same boat. Well, that's but, all I'm saying. But importantly in dialogue, they just say <laughs> it's a new ship. I know I, it still cracks me up that it's like, it was a refit and I'm just like, it's a, very extensive refit. <laughs> well, the the star the thing about the the Star Trek, it like like let me tell you, the stargazer in um the stargazer in uh in Picard in in the first episode is mm-hmm. not 
is not a refit of of Picard Stargazer. Picard Stargate oh. is NCC twenty eight ninety three. This is NCC eighty eight two eight nine three. Okay. Right? The original Stargazer was a constellation class. The new Stargazer is a Sagan class. Well, I think the new one is is gorgeous. Oh, it I is was gorgeous. looking at I the love it. I was looking at the model of it and yeah. uh or the computer model and yeah, I'm I'm here for it. I'm absolutely here for it. Yeah, it's Yeah, no, it's it is it is canonic like there is a uh I think there's a line that calls it a refit, but canonically it is a entirely new ship. It is mm. Yeah, it it is Like technically, like there's some like behind the scenes stuff where it's like some writer on the show made some comment about like the showrunner made some comment about it being like maybe a refit, but since it's got a different registry and class, it is a different ship. Like can like the mm. way canon is set, like if it has a new registry and is a totally different class starship, it's a different ship. And so everyone can calm down. I never read it as the same Stargazer. I know. I just, I don't know. I see there was a point where I used to be the kind of, and I cannot wait for Archimaeus, if you're listening to this, to definitely give me crap about this because I deserve it. There was a point when I was the kind of fan who got really frustrated by minutia malarkey like that. And it just doesn't matter. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone who cares about random science fiction minutia, but if the story is good, it's really not that important. I'm. <laughs> How long it took to build the spaceship, I just don't care. Or when it was built, where it was built, it's it's just not that important. I'm sorry. That's. All right. Yeah. But anyways, uh, Captain Lancelot, I mean Rios, uh, is. Uh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I want. I want him and I want Santiago Cabrera and more things. I feel robbed because there is an alternate Cabrera. universe somewhere where Cabrera got to play Aquaman, and I want to see that movie. Yeah, it's uh, the Rios is uh, the uh, who's also Isaac on Heroes. I forgot that. Um, but uh yeah he uh he's being our checkoff this season. Um Excellent. <laughs> he has fallen, he has hit his head, he has ended up in custody. Um oh, no. <clears throat> uh, they are, you know, playing a bit of the social commentary with the modern day world and pretty much how terrible things are. There are mentions of sanctuary districts because we're keeping our continuity. Excellent. Yeah. Now, I'm I'm excited to catch up. I know I'll probably enjoy it, but I just I don't know what's been going on with me. <laughs> I have no good excuse. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's because uh, you know the sanctuary districts are going to get increasingly worse. Like the show's taking place. The time we went back to was 2023. The sanctuary districts are supposed to be getting really bad in 2024. So, uh, and also there's like little touches and like newspaper headlines to like, uh, the, the guy who helps Dax out in the, that episode of like, which all that's telling me though, is like, we're, this is the thing, this is the thing with time travel on Star Trek is you have to remember that, um, that two part episode of, uh, Deep Space Nine, where they go to 2024, 
Uh, mm. All the fashion in that episode is hilarious because that's how we're all supposed to be dressing in a year. Right. It's it's the funniest damn thing because if they had just put the actors in like regular clothes from like their own wardrobe, they'd look less out of place in 2024 than they do in the outfits they put them in if they dressed like they were in the 90s. <laughs> that's the amazing thing. Like with past tense, part one and part two. Like And so with Picard, we're getting... 2023 because they wanted to, I think set it after the pandemic as close as they can and not right they didn't want to decide if the pandemic happened in Star Trek's universe because like there are wars that happened in Star Trek universe at this point that never happened here you know the the eugenics wars were ha- happened in during that episode of Voyager like they were a number of skirmishes across the world what are you talking about? Like just a couple of years ago, we were all I we were hearing people talk about Khan Noonie and Singh. And Khan Noonie and Singh how went great to he space was twenty and... years ago, man. Yeah, Khan Noonie yeah, and Singh has been thing. in space since the nineties, according yeah. to Star Trek. So no, no, we weren't talking about Khan <laughs> a few years ago. We were talking about Khan when you were like nine. The Botany Bay went. He Khan built a secret sleeper ship whose designs will later be reused by other stuff uh, because they were super geniuses who built it. And actually, I'll 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 take super geniuses built a better spaceship than what we have right now. Sure, in secret. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. World War Three is coming. Um, <laughs> Get ready. Like Star Trek's got a canonical nuclear war coming up in its future. Like it ain't great. Um, but like it's almost like it's we've gotten it's overall the first few episodes of Picard have been really good and I think that this season so far feels more, far more cohesive than um than season one did I enjoyed season one mm. don't get me wrong but season one they admittedly didn't know how the story was going to end when they started writing when they started shooting it so this this one they they had a full story um before they they went into it and also John Delancey's return as Q is great. And they do this wonderful moment where Q shows up looking like he did, you know, and it was like still a, a, a 90s Star Trek show. And upon seeing Picard, he says, you've aged and snaps and ages into current John Delancey. So it's this wonderful transition. That's to pretty be cute. Like, I like that. It's like, of course, Q doesn't age, but he would do it as a deliberate choice. 100%. So it's. This is a much angrier cue, though. It's pretty great. Mm. This is not the like it like in a way that makes sense. I'm not going to spoil what's been happening with him, um, because he's like. But this is this is a cue. He feels like Q from 20 years ago, but he's a cue at a very different emotional state than you know the guy who just showed up to mess with Picard and Janeway and one time made the mistake of messing with Cisco. You know mm. what I mean. Oh no, I know. Yeah, it's I'm excited. I'm yeah. I mean it's implied he messed with the entire continuity of the human race to fuck with Picard, so um the trial never ends. I mean that seems in character though. I mean literally the the line is the trial never ends. <laughs> Oof duh. Yeah. Petty gods. But so, yeah, it's I know this is kind of a big old ramble, but overall, the current season of Star Trek has been pretty great uh, for Picard. And I think we're like going really strong into like that. And like Lower Decks has been really good this year. Um, I really enjoyed Star Trek Prodigy as a kid show. 
Like it's it fits in with like Star Trek overall, and it's there were creative like big idea sci-fi concepts in Prodigy that I think were handled better than some quote-unquote adult shows have. Well, my I'm not gonna lie. My favorite thing was like watching people complain about how like there's implied time travel shenanigans with Prodigy. And I'm just like, they're like, oh, that's I'm like, have you like not watched Star Trek ever? <laughs> like, do you know how many times Kirk went back in time? Mm-hmm. Like, they're sitting on the edge forever, right? And then you get the time he goes back in time, and like, um, and they intercept that one fighter pilot. Like, I forget that. Like, and then you get the other time that like there's Gary Seven. Like, you know, we get past tense, the trials and tribulations. We get, like, Star Trek in time, the Star Trek 4, the entire movie Star Trek 4. Oh, okay. Like, yep. I, well, people whining about time travel in Star Trek. I'm like, have you watched Star Trek? Mm-hmm. Time travel's mm-hmm. a part of it. It's a big part of it. Well, I'm happy Trek is still going. I can't I can't wait to sit down and catch up. But you know, I don't think every sci-fi franchise needs to be going on into perpetuity. You don't need to go on in perpetuity. Sorry. Sorry, that was no. instinctive. <laughs> that's that's my line. Come on, anyway. <laughs> So, um, on that note, uh, just, uh, recently, um, Cartoon Network, adult, specifically Adult Swim and, uh, Production IG announced that they are doing not one, but two more seasons of the cult series Footy Cootie. Um, one which will be titled Footy Cootie Grunge and the other one which will be titled Footy Cootie Shoe gaze. You know how much furry curry, furry curry I've watched. How how much have you watched? None, which is why my brain always calls it FLCO. Which is fair, because that's how it's written. Um, I, and that's the thing. I don't. It's in my opinion, it's one of my favorite anime. It's by far one of the best things Gainax ever worked on. But I also don't know if I could recommend it to you at this point in your life. Um, (laughs) so when I first saw FLCL, it was at the right point. Now I got Um, you to call it FLCL. Ha! Yeah, see, I'm doing a little bit of all. Um, so the original series is a six-episode OVA that was directed by, um, Kazuya Suramaki. Um, and it is a very fast-paced, very surreal horny, violent, rock-and-roll coming-of-age story. Um, I was I was a teenage boy at the time, and the main character is a teenage boy, uh, yeah, like, preteen You were a teenage kid. boy, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. I was, I was, in fact, a teenage boy at one point. That's part of what being, that's part of why, like, remembering things about your childhood is super weird when you're trans, just for the record. Um, Allegedly. Alleged alleged, childhood. Alleged childhood, yes. Um, And, like, so I 
the main character is a kid named in the original was a kid named Nauta who is like ending his middle school career. And around that time when things are already uh, his life is already ugly and uncomfortable, nothing like insanely like abusive or anything. It's just he's in a he lives with his grandfather and father. There's no sign of where his mom is. His uh his brother went to America to play baseball. Um, his brother's girlfriend is a high school girl who has kind of has an unhealthy coping mechanism of just glomming onto this middle school boy. And uh, when it's already weird enough for him, suddenly this pink haired woman named Haruko shows up, whacks him on the head with a guitar and literal like robots and shit start coming out of his head in extremely phallic imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not subtle. Um, soundtrack is, was, I mean, the show, the original series is extremely memorable. It's the animation is surreal and beautiful. Um, very, very purposeful uh, um, action scenes that are beautifully choreographed. Great music by uh, punk, uh, by Japanese punk rock band, The Pillows. It's pretty cool. And it's re- it was really special for those original six episodes. <laughs> okay. Um, but it, but, uh, so it ran on, it was pretty big in Japan. It ran on adult swim here in the U S and it became a cult hit, huge cult hit. Mm -hmm. So much so that some people who worked on it wanted more, but the original creator, um, the aforementioned, uh, uh, wanted nothing to do with that. He just kind of wanted it to be over and done with. Um, problem was that Fudikuri was a, uh, co-production. So Gynax worked on half of it, uh, but, or Gynax like was one of the distributors, but the other company that worked on it is production IG, who you might know as the ghost in the shell company. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Ma- uh, partly founded by Mamoru Oshii and, and them. Uh, unfortunately, um, for every buddy um production ig has mostly um fallen back on just revisiting things they worked on previously while meanwhile uh gynax has not produced anything of value in the last decade and everyone who worked for them who had any talent now either works at trigger or at hideaki Anno's company kara um and as it so happens um, Kara, a company founded by Ano, the guy who created Evangelion, was a good friend of Suramaki and was going to buy the rights of Furikuri out from under Gynax so that it wouldn't get picked up by somebody else. But um, he was beaten the bidding war by Production IG, who uh, now uh, exclusively own the series. So those guys in Adult Swim went out. And uh, they've made they made two more seasons of the show. Oh no! And they're um they're bad. Like I'm I, I don't want to be mean. Uh, and I I have an acquaintance 
whose wife played the lead in the third season. And, like, I don't want to knock her getting work, but the show is bad. Both shows are very bad. Um, the the stylish animation is nowhere to be seen. Um, we brought back the rock band The Pillows, but at this point, they are has-beens. They're, they are not a... They're not even, like, a quasi-popular band anymore, and they're really just revisiting their hits. And it it shows. Oh, no. Um, yeah. and like I saw, a, I saw a promo shot and just looking at the, like the animation style they chose and I was just like, Oh no, it's flat and lifeless. No. And... <laughs> I mean, they tried to do, didn't they try to do like this, like almost like 3d looking style They the new, but the it's... new one they're doing the 3d thing. Okay. Yeah. The, for the other, the two seasons that have already aired, they tried to replicate Suramaki style, oh, but, uh... that doesn't work out, usually. Yeah! That's the thing, is that you, uh... If you um, don't have the guy doing it, don't do it. <laughs> insert the, excuse me, sir, we're not Tony Stark gif here. Um, because that's honestly... <laughs> That's really what it is. It's the animation of the other two seasons was flat and lifeless. But you have this other problem is that so Footy Cootie is. Yeah, and you've seen Footy Cootie, right? I you have. It's series. been a so, while, but I have. But it's it's very it says everything that it's out to say in its six episodes. Yeah. Like, um, there's there's really nothing else to say after that. Because it, it very much is a story like because. I watched it, I believe, in when I was like in my early twenties. Okay. Um, or even younger than that, but like it definitely like it is like perfect for when you're younger. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a coming. It is. It is an absolute coming of age series. Yeah, and like it's it's. I mean, the animation style it could be touted like almost like an art film. It's just so crazy and out there and like wild colors and concepts and like you know i was in college going for a graphic design degree so <laughs> and like, like i i'm that art schoolness this. is just like what you thrive off of and and that's and and the story i don't think would hit me as hard anymore it's very much it, it is it's a product of its time yes but it's also yeah it it really is Coming of age is the main thing that it's about. Because yeah. is it, again, is it horny? Yes. Is it violent? <laughs> yes. Yep. Is yep. it confusing? Extremely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know what else is? Puberty. It's, yeah. it really is about that, that, that moment in your life where nothing makes sense, but everything feels confusing and angry and horny and it's just it's all there and but also it's that fleeting thing like youth yeah it's It's... that thing that happens once and then you don't really get it back and so for them to try to continue the story it's like no 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 this story is like complete like this is it that's the story I would argue to try to finish the story is missing the point. <laughs> I, I, yeah. 
Um, it's like if if your story is this flash of a pan just like moment and you try to come back and continue, the moment's gone. And it they um it's interesting too because there's um in Footy Cody near the end, I don't remember which episode, you'll have to forgive me, but the, the level of detail, maybe some of you will forgive me. There's a scene where Hadako it while talking to Nauta says to him, I'm a um when when he asks her, What are you really? She responds with, Oh, I'm a I'm a symbol of the fleeting uh, time of your youth, something mm-hmm. that you'll forget about in the next few years. Now, on one hand, that's a reference. That's a quote from the movie Galaxy Express 3-9. But it's also a nice admission of the main theme of the show. This is about that fleeting part of youth that you experience once, and then before you know it, it's over. But we keep going, like, to keep going back to it is is just spitting in the face of that. And it's like, oh, well, it's, but Haruko meets different kids. And she's really the only, like, consistently is there across every show. And it's like, no. No, 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 no. Why then, would you keep bringing her back? Why? What? <laughs> Go like, ahead, again. I mean, this is obviously just a ploy to you know it's just a money-making ploy that's Mm -hmm. all it is it's it's a grab at something that was nostalgic and super popular and this one single character that Mm -hmm. you know kind of defined the the series and you know there so many people love this one character oh Let's do a nostalgia piece, you know, continue the story just with the one character and make loads of money because people remembered that one time it was great. And it's just, it's sickening. And, like, there's a whole lot of shit in the original Footy Cody that's never explained. Like, Haruko is probably an alien. Like, she's probably not lying about that. And they, and she hints at all this weird shit, like about a pirate king and a war going on, like in the stars. But part of what makes Haruko so great is that all that shit's a mystery. And she never does explain it. And that's part of why the show is kind of so great. When you go back to actually explain that, you risk showing too much and ruining what was interesting about the character in the first place. Yeah. The, the river song effect, if you will. Yeah. I, (laughs) one of the greatest like things that can come from a movie is, or a source of media is like, you get to the end and then Mm -hmm. like you want more, but there is none. So you make up your own story about where those characters go and what they do. And then upload it all to AO3. Yeah. You know what? Yes. <laughs> yes, that is an important part of it, damn it. <laughs> I, I, I'm just so... I understand that... I understand the urge to make more money. I get oh, it. Oh, yeah. And fucking... I, let's be real. 
I have no, I, I, some people might think it's rich that this is coming from me, the person who likes Gundam and Star <laughs> Trek and Transformers and Doctor, and Who. Doctor Who. Yeah, all these things that have gone on and on forever, but some things are- And Captain are, America. And Captain America, yes. But, you know, some of these things were built to last, and some of these things were meant to be a flash-in-the-pan thing. Ephemeral, mm-hmm. even. Ephemeral, Yes. And that's exactly the melancholy, ephemeral undertone of or the original Footy Cody is part of what makes it great. And every time we try to go back to it, it's just sadder to me. Because I recognize that that part of my youth is something that I can never get back. And it's really sad that the Cartoon Network and Production IG people are spending this much money on something that's impossible. (sighs) That's my kind of trying to sound poetic about it. This sucks. I'm sad. Oh, no. (laughs) No. Let's make you feel better. No, talk about it more. Be more sad. No, No, we're going to make Nick feel better. The only thing that could possibly, and I mean possibly make me feel better would be to talk about a anime convention held in the Wisconsin Dells in April. The Wisconsin Dells where you could see the Nerd and Tie team live do an episode of the Nerd and Tie podcast live in front of you an audience. See, oh. I was going to do you know, we could make Nick feel better by like seeing each other in person for the first I mean, time in Oh my god, that sounds yeah, that sounds (laughs) that's necessary. I do I do, however, have to pull up the schedule here and plug that uh (laughs) on Saturday, uh April twenty third at nine PM in panel room two, the Nerd and Tie Podcast Live will be taking place. Right after uh at uh at six PM the Famicom Dojo Podcast Live, also on the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. And Excellent. at 8 p.m., Two Boobs Watch the Tube Live, also on the Nerd and Tie wow, Podcast. Wow, You can sit sit down there at 6 p.m. and just, like, not leave until, like, 10 at night and just watch your favorite Nerd and Tie Podcasts, minus all the other ones that aren't those three shows, <laughs> get recorded. <laughs> yeah. You can come and see, look at our, our beautiful faces. And mine. See us in person. <laughs> Your face is beautiful too. Sure. If I that, said so. It's audio. They can't tell. Um, <laughs> well, they'll be able to judge for themselves if they come see us in person. Exactly. So you should come to Nerd and Tie Live at No Brand Con in the Wisconsin Dells at the Chula Vista Resort. There's a water park if you get bored with our show. <laughs> Actually, I think the water park's closed that late, so you, you go to the You're water stuck park there. first. Um, yeah. yeah, I might want to go to the water park. For, uh, but yeah, you can see us in person. Yeah, uh, I, I'll even be doing jokey jokes uh, I'll at be night. slowly dying. Because uh, <laughs> I'm the convention director for No Brand Con. <laughs> and, and I'll be in the artist alley selling stuff. Yeah. So will my partner, Ren. So that'll be good stuff. And those tables are in proximity to each other. Yay. Come by. Say hi. 
Tell me my cosplay's cute. Give us money. (laughs) (laughs) Just come to the convention, pay to get into the convention. That's all I really care about. No, um, so no Brentcon is required masks and mandatory COVID-19 vaccination. Excellent. I'm, I'm here for it. This sounds awesome. Yes. That, that turned my mood around entirely. In all seriousness, I really hope to see you guys there. Oh, I, no, no. It's, I, well, yeah. Both, both you guys, my my co-hosts, and the people listening, if you can swing by, we'd love to see you. No Brand mm-hmm. is one of my favorite shows. I I met my partner there. We, I <laughs> we ran the first one in two thousand two. It will be twenty years since I, we ran the first one. Mm-hmm. Because it, legendary, like because of COVID, it's only going to be our nineteenth convention. But like. This is like a full twenty years since the first time we ran a con for No Brand Con. So it's like this is. Did you know that if No Brand Con won, uh, a weekend pass was fifteen dollars. I didn't know that. It was only a two day show at, at the time, but I was at No Brand Con too, though. Yeah, prices were higher then. Actually, yeah, not was... much. The I think the weekend pass was, was only baby. like twenty twenty five that that second year, because um, that was the second year was the first year was when we moved to a three day show, um, and all because my Boy Scout camp counselor told me to watch Evangelion. Because your Boy Scout camp counselor was Vic, <laughs> co-host of the Famicom Dojo podcast, Two Boobs Watch the Tube, and co-founder of No Brand Con, uh. with me. Well, I I think listeners can take away from this is Wisconsin is a small state. Look, <laughs> full of nerds. Either that, or there's a reason why we happen to know each other. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, that's true. Ken just has the misfortune of being from Eau Claire. Yeah, and having been on no brand staff at one point. I chose Eau Claire. Ken was born to it. Yeah. I actually not true. Oh, okay. Well, I was born in Wausau. That's a mistake. It wasn't my mistake. I had no choice. If you have any say over where you're born, I'm scared of you. I'm just saying that <laughs> right now. Like I'm frightened of you. Oh, like man. that is my it, like just giving ideas since okay, we haven't but... had listener mail in a okay. while. If you want to terrify me, tell me how you chose your birthplace. <laughs> That's a challenge, Archimedes. Get challenge. out. Do you, do you teleport the pregnant mom or just the baby? Is Archimedes coming to No Brand Con? I don't think so. Yeah, I, so. I didn't. I don't think I saw him on the registration rolls. Free Ridge is still open till the end. Of, like, so this episode's gonna come out to, on March twenty eighth at night. Pre registration is open through March 29th. So technically, if you listen to the show right away, there may still be a chance to go buy a ticket. Um, <laughs> It's it's so weird, like trying to judge, like you know, it's I have no idea how many people are showing up this year. Also, so this is a fun fact. Uh, so when we canceled No Brand Con 2020, we had already ordered all of the T-shirts. So we're gonna have two new T-shirts on sale this year at No Brand Con. Uh, the official No Brand Con 2022 T-shirt, and then the official No Brand Con 2020 This Con Never Happened T-shirt will be available for sale. <laughs> 
They are different. Des- <laughs> they are completely different designs. They are completely different styles and colors. The 2020 shirts are pastels, while the uh, the the 2022 shirt is black. So if you want a new con shirt that is like nice pastel, kind of cute and kind of a cute design, we got that. If you want one with like more of like a like a more mo- like a more modern design, but like in black, we got that too. We got a t-shirt for you. Please buy these shirts. We've got cases of them for a con that never happened. I mean, buy the new one too. That'd be great. But buy those old 2020 shirts because no one knows what the hell to do with them. (laughs) What do you do? You've got boxes full of t-shirts for a con that didn't happen. You got boxes full of t-shirts. Oh, wait, you actually do. I'm sorry. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. We've thousands of dollars of shirts that we would have normally gone through already. Because we canceled the con two days after the order got delivered. Because some poor fool was... I blame our former merchandise head, uh, Mickey. She had to step down because she's immunocompromised and so um, doesn't feel comfortable being in the hotel. Smart Mm -hmm. move. Understandable. Yeah, it's... uh, but so she had said, but she was our um she was our our merch head for uh twenty twenty um and so she was too on the ball she was too good at her job <laughs> if she had just lollygagged and gotten been like, behind right like any good like head of anything for a con yeah like jeez like if she why had did you have to be a reliable out? worker jeez. she had to go and be efficient and have like accurate inventories and all this stuff and then went and then and then. There was a global pandemic like a week after <laughs> buy a t-shirt. Please God, buy a t-shirt. Um, but anyways, come to No Brand Con. It's going to be super fun. Actually, it's going to be super fun. Um, we've, yeah, we've, tweaked fun. The, we've had to tweak the layout a bit because of COVID. Um, because uh, So for those of you who have been to No Brand Con before, uh, we've been running with a pretty consistent layout um, for a few years in the Chula Vista. We had, a slight, we had a different layout the first year we were there. Then we had a pretty consistent layout for the rest of the years that we've been in this venue, but we've had to change it because we used to have this, um, this artist alley, we had this opening wall mm. that opened up the hall. And it was really nice, And it, like you know, it, it, but it's impossible to control who goes in and out of the room. And mm-hmm. when you know we've got people who are staying in this hotel who are not there for the convention, right? And... It's between one of the hotel wings and like the restaurants and the lobby and all that stuff. So there's going to be foot traffic going back and forth from that wing of the hotel through there. And if there's like no wall, it's pretty much there's no way to control who goes in and out of the room with that artist alley. And so obviously we had to close the wall. But then it's there's all this wasted space in that room. And um, and so uh, what we did was uh, we swapped that room with tabletop gaming. So the Artist Alley is going to be in a room that actually was in the first year we were at the Chula Vista. It's going to be over closer to registration, but it's in a room. We have we have far fewer artists than the last time we crammed Artist Alley in there because uh, when we had Artist Alley in there the first time, we had significantly more artists at the con because when we moved from Eau Claire to the, to the Dells, uh, we lost a chunk of attendance and we, we scaled the room wrong for the amount of attendees we have. So it's mm. we've... It's actually the exact same number of artist alley tables that were in the other room that we had with the opening wall. It's just that it's going to be an alley, like a straight line through to the back. Um, 
And uh, again, you'll get that layout in your email in about a week or two. Um, Yay! But uh, so so Artisan is going to be there, and tabletop gaming is actually moved in is moving into that uh, that larger room where Artist Alley was because that's a better use of the space. Uh, also, anime theater has been moved down to the ground level. Um, it's mm. where the no Mer- we're no longer doing a separate dedicated No Mercy room all weekend. It's going to be No Mercy nights, uh, where it's going to be the anime theater in the day, and then I think it's uh, I have to check the schedule. I think it's like either 10 p.m. It switches over. Yeah, it's 10 p.m. It switches over to the No Mercy room, and that's so, smart. So from 10- that's something we could have been doing a long yeah. time ago. So from 10 p.m. till 8 a.m. It's the No Mercy Room, and I think we're kicking off the No Mercy Room um, on uh, on Friday night with a sing-along with Dr. Horrible sing-along blog, and then we go into, like, standard No Mercy programming, and then on um, on Saturday night, we're doing the Mini Money movie. So, oh. Yeah. Oh. The, yeah. The Great Cake Adventure. Yeah. Uh, it's... It, I I'm really excited. We've we've had to we cut karaoke this year because we didn't really think of a good way to do it with masks. Mm-hmm. We ironically did not cut the lip sync battle. Just we're gonna do lip sync battle in masks. In masks, that's fabulous. It's I amazing. Love it. <laughs> it's I am. I I just I'm delighted. By the fact that <laughs> I don't know what the heck that event is even going to be like, <laughs> but we're doing it. It's it it is going to be you know who's gonna rock that one? Optimus Prime and Soundwave. They are gonna be like the the undisputed champions of lip sync battle. If there's ever a year to do an Optimus Prime cosplay, oh yeah, uh huh, that's a good one. Yeah, if if you if you have an Optimus or, Prime cosplay and you're not wearing it to conventions this year, you've made poor life choices. It's true. Or um, Melina, quite a few Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah a lot of Mortal characters. Kombat. All the Mortal Kombat do. characters. Um, or just be weird and do Johnny Cage with the mask on and just confuse everybody. Like you could have done all these other characters. <laughs> Selty would be a good one. Zero There's, from Code there, Geass. Yeah. yeah, there are a ton of characters with masks on already. Ninja, you know, it's I'm not going to dress up as the Gardening Ninja this year, but I did consider dressing up as the Gardening Ninja, saying, excuse me, but take off my mask and then reveal the other mask. Yes. Um, yes. I thought about it, but I don't, I, I cannot get to the Gardening Ninja costume, and I really don't want to put it on because yeah, I have to host opening ceremonies as me. So, like, it would mm-hmm. be strange to get costumes up. I don't think we're going to make anybody put on Duct Tape Boy because I just don't think it's safe. No. To put There's no way to clean costume. that. <laughs> well, my more of my thought is, is that they're, oh, they, they, their nose is pretty much inaccessible. Yep. So they're only breathing through their mouth the whole time. Yep. And then we're going to tape cloth over it. And while sweating, yep. like, I don't think they'll suffocate, but I think they will overheat because we're going to be cutting off like the only ventilation in their entire well, thing. I... Unless Nick, you want to put on the duct tape boy costume? I that's a lot to ask of of maybe. I'll think about it. <laughs> I I actually don't know where it is right now. Um, <laughs> that's another that could be another uh 
um, way to get in the. Like, I think I've got the. the I think I've got the backup mask somewhere in my office here, actually buried in a box. But the main suit is in the storage unit and has not been cleaned. Um, no. Ever. Ever. Ever since it was made. They tend to. Yeah, well, I was what, what, say I don't think that. What there's tends to happen with those costumes it. is that it gets made, it gets used until it can't be used, and then it gets put in a box. A new one gets made, but that one gets damaged, and so we pull out an old one that smells awful and make the person <laughs> wear it. And it's, uh, we've made poor choices, (laughs) but know that deep down in all of our poor choices that we love you and, um, just getting, getting the robot. I mean, getting the duct tape boy costume, Nick. I, I don't, I mean like the, I feel like that will come if I do that, though, like it's going to be me completing my journey to uh, like the the alternate universe of ink that. No- <laughs> like... Look, I've had people ask me if I'm related to Vink. It's 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 weird. It's getting weird. Well, at least you don't get like... asked if you're a vlog brother anymore. Not recently, thankfully. Or Ed Sheeran. I used to get that one a lot. <gasps> but you're not a ginger. You're not a ginger. Uh, I dye my hair red a lot of the time. Oh. Yeah. Not that shade. Not that color, Not that though. shade. Yeah. It's Well, look, people have bad... People have bad eyesight, and maybe they're just hopeful. Maybe they're like, <laughs> hey, maybe Ed Sheeran is going to be shopping at a Logley in Janesville, Wisconsin. <laughs> You know, that was, that's where I drew the line. It wasn't because, because when I looked like a vlog brother, at least it was like, you know, it was like, oh, hey, I need some extra money. Better swing by the movie theater and sign people's copies of The Fault in Our Stars. It was a, it was an only kind of fraudulent thing to do. You know. You're a bad person. I really am. And I love you for it. (laughs) Thank you. Anyways. Anyways. What a what a lovely like I can't wait to see you guys next uh at No Brand. Can't wait to see you listeners. And in the meantime, uh I feel like we need to do one thing to close this out for to make the show feel complete. The Vomit mm-hmm. Hat Steve challenge. We need to challenge people Vomit Hat Steve style. Alright. Well, welcome the to the challenge. Vomit Hat Steve Challenge, the part of the show where I read a line from a book and the challenge to you, the listeners, is to guess what book I am reading from. It's very exciting. I've been reading. I don't know. I keep forgetting which book I'm reading. I'm grabbing the book I think I've been reading. Either way, if you ever do guess, uh, tell me what episode you're guessing from so I can double check that it's the right book. Anyways, um, if you guess the book correctly, get included in the Hall of Awesome. Benefits of the Hall of Awesome are as follows. One, I put your name on the hidden webpage on our website. It's not really hidden, but it's buried and hard to find where it used to be easy to find. But that's back before we became a full network. And now we're, this is just another show on the network even though it has the same name as the network and everything is right in the world. Anyways, uh, the second thing is I read your name aloud on every episode of the podcast. And the third thing is that I will go on a rambling rant occasionally, forgetting where I'm going, lose the train of thought. And then we're all just stuck down this hole of whatever happens to come into my mind at that exact moment. And the next thing you know, you're being featured in a TikTok video of mine in front of 16,000 followers who have no idea what the hell is going on any more than I do. Anyways, the current members of the Hall of Awesome are as follows. 
Archimite, Zero, Rena Innocenti, Cheese McDamn, Krista, Slither ED, Shameless Otaku, The Random Ramblings Man, Korfan, Capito, Chris Graham, Lilisaurus, Paper Godzilla, Cabsy, The Minnesota Librarian, Sean Orange, Keith Shizuo, Sakura Sunset, Joel Kreisman, Patrick Delahanty, Wonderland Hearts, and Megzi Sass Council. I grab this book. It is book. It is in hand. Here is your line. It was a cabin. That's it. That's all I'm giving you. That's the line for this week. Oh. <laughs> this month. All right. It was, in fact, a cabin. It was Extra a cabin. Hard. That's your line. Extra hard mode. Or you could just look, listen to like the other episodes I've read from this book. Unless I've been reading from a different book in the previous episode, and then I don't know. But I know a book I read from this episode, and that's the ep- book you have to guess to be right for this episode. Anyways. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so tired. All right. And see, so so we to close this before Trey explodes. Uh, as oh, fine. Everything Call is. Call me Tracy Bonham. Uh, Everything's fine. So, so I think there's a song sit, from the nineties. Yeah. Mother, mother. It's mm-hmm. the the chorus involves her screaming. Everything's fine. It's. Yeah. I'm not going to play it because we don't have the rights to it, but trust me, you can go look it up. <laughs> song Mother Mother. It's Real song. It is a song. It is from mm-hmm. the 90s. She's a one-hit wonder. She's technically playing violin on that track, although you can barely hear it. Have a... Uh, <laughs> giving you a 90s music wreck, so we got Trey. I'm Trey Darn. Keeping the uh, uh, getting that art ready. Who who are you, Genjamin? I think I'm Genproc. And for right now, I'm still Nikizumi. Remember, you can follow the show on social media. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash nerd and tie. You can find us on Twitter at twitter.com/slash nerd and tie. You can find us on Tumblr, nerdandtie.tumblr.com, and you can find us in your heart and in your mind, just creeping behind your prefrontal cortex. Anyways, you can support this show financially by either sponsoring an episode, as we mentioned at the top of the show, contributing to our legal fund at gofundme.com slash nerdandtie, or supporting us individually. I have a Patreon at patreon.com slash t-r-a-e-g-o-r-n. Nick's got a Patreon at patreon.com slash nickazumi, and Gen sells things. At, at No Brand Con. And it will be at No Brand Con. Yes, remember, this is a, a wide and harried podcast network funnel of a lot of shows like BS Free Witchcraft and, you know, Hex Positive and non witchcraft related shows, I'm told, um, no matter what you see and hear on the Discord, like Stormwood and Associates, which is great, which also features all of us, and The Meat Grinder, which is great and also features all of us. And uh, but also great things like again um, at No Brand Con you can see live episodes recorded for uh, Famicom Dojo for Two Boobs Watch the Tube and for this very show, so you should show up and join our Discord at nerdandtie.com/discord. We'll redirect you to an invite. And remember to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere else the podcasts are subscribed to. We have an RSS feed you can plug into other things. And please on platforms like apple podcast where you can rate and review please rate and review us because that does help us in the magical algorithms give us those five stars five stars five stars best podcast ever yeah you tell them Soundwave. Soundwave superior 
Nerd and Tie Podcast Inferior. Damn it. I can just do that with my voice. I just want to point that out. That's, That's fun. I like I it. I can just do this shit. Executron. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the Executron. It is. The Executron voice was always my sound wave impersonation. (laughs) It is that simple, human. He's doing a a throat singing while using irregular vocal cords at the same time. Anyways, in your hearts, in your mind, in your soul, at some point in your life, you'll be standing in a dark corridor wondering what way to go. And the answer is forwards because you're in a corridor. This is not a T intersection. This is not a crossroads. This is a straight line straight to the end like everybody's path in life and the important thing is what you do along the way who you take along the way who you talk to along the way and deep down in your heart whether or not you knew you were moving forward or backwards because those are the two directions you can go because again as i stated previously this is in fact a corridor keep on sparking in the free world or don't remember Spock is an option that you choose to have or do not have. If you choose not to have a choice, you still have made a choice. At least that's what Rush tells me in their lyrics to their song, which is really Ann Randian. And really, no one should ever listen to Rush lyrics. You should just, like, enjoy the cool music. And really, don't ever listen to the lyrics of the trees. It is the worst, and it'll ruin the song for you forever when you really think of the implications (laughs) set forth. And if you think that Gen can escape, you should... Gen cannot, and that is an allegory for life. And the mission that we are on. You know, wait, are cats saying let me out? Is that where meows come from? Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Everything (laughs) everything makes sense. We have reached galaxy brain status. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in the Bible. Probably. Sound the alarm. Hmm. Sound the alarm. Okay. I will finally hit stop. (laughs) <laughs> I, was gonna, Sounds good. I thought you already did. I, th- 